Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I give a rat's ass about Twitter. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. We are going to kick off a mock draft that's going to carry us over the next three shows. Uh, so buckle up. We're going to do picks one through ten today and uh, get into you know that top of the draft, those, those premier picks. Every team in the NFL has now played at least eight games, so we're halfway done for everyone. And uh, we have a good feel for not only the landscape of the rising draft class, but where the draft order is headed. And Kyle, welcome to the show. Joe, I'm a little disappointed. I'd like you to take it from the top again and do it with a little bit more of an accurate English accent this time. Mm, uh, The English accent comes potentially in May. Now, here's um, my question. We had this yep. conversation yesterday on the show yep. about setting the parameters for you trying to do a <laughs> week's worth of lead-ins with an English accent. After that conversation finished, did you give any thought at all to, to trying to no. discover some semblance of an English English accent? Completely moved on. I had a published due by midnight. What I moved the on. Yeah, I moved on. Come on, man. I moved on. Yeah, I, that's not yeah. going to happen. The reality is that Jeffrey Simmons and was it Jeffrey Simmons and uh, Derek Brown go ahead of Quinn and Quinn Williams? That's crazy, preposterous. Unless Quinn and Williams not in the rising draft. Was that the X factor? I didn't think of. Oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Listen, I I invested several minutes of a car ride working on a, an English lead-in for the show. And first I started, I was like a little too Australian, right? Like, what's better than this is guys being dudes, right? Like, that's yeah. too growly, right? Yeah. And then so I realized if you go higher pitched, boy, I was better than this, guys being dudes. Here on the Draftees podcast, this is your co-host Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Here on the show, we're going to do a 2019 NFL mock draft, talking about the players and the teams we think they go to. How's that? I feel felt like I was listening to a golf announcer on the show with me. That was tremendous, Kyle. I didn't. I mean, this was you've golf you've clap. clearly you've clearly golf spent clap. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no uh, snaps. No, no, no. <laughs> That's another dad move for you, Joe. Oh, the dad, the dad brand. It came up. There it is. Yeah, the dad there. brand is back. I don't. I, I'm fine accepting it. It's weird to me. It's context <laughs> here. Context here is that I was accused of dad brand, um, which hit me exactly. in a way. Well, I never thought of it. I never thought I had dad brand, and I think that's probably a true indicator of it being true. I just think it's weird that I don't have any kids, right? 
No kids. How do I have well, dad? Brandon? Three, three fur babies at home. Speaking of them. Yeah, there they are. Joe, I'm going to set the table for this if you want to let those fur babies get all that energy out. Uh, we're doing a mock draft, as Joe said. So we have the current mock draft through uh, eight or nine games, depending on if your team had their bye week yet or not. And what Joe and I are going to do is we're going to play general manager for each one of these teams. We're going to be looking specifically at everybody that's on the table. So if this person is eligible for the 2019 NFL draft, we are considering them in the pool for this mock draft. For the top 10, which we're doing on today's show, I'm taking the odds, starting with the first overall pick. Joe's taking the evens, starting with the Oakland Raiders, currently projected to pick number two. Both the Giants and the Raiders are one and seven. These are our top two leaders in the clubhouse. Joe, just to be safe, I'm going to roll right into this first pick, talking about the New York Giants. And this was what the Giants caught a lot of flack for last year, not taking quarterback, taking Saquon Barkley. But guess what? Roster construction is a more than one-year affair, just like a mock draft is more than a one-round affair. So with that in mind, we're going to get the quarterback the Giants didn't get last year. Justin Herbert has all of the prototypical tools to be a franchise quarterback. Our good friend over at the Draft Network, Ben Solak, did a wonderful job putting Herbert under the microscope, looking at some of his strengths and weaknesses. That is up over at the Draft Network. We recommend you guys swing over, check that out. But that cut-up episode showed why Herbert may have a steeper transition into playing at a high level in the NFL, but that's okay because I really think Herbert's the player that when everything's right, he throws some dimes. He's got all the arm talent in the world. He's prototypical size. He's a good moving athlete. He has all the flashes in the world, and he plays a style of offense that is complementary to the way the game is played these days. So for those reasons, I'm going to go ahead and draft Justin Herbert to the New York Giants with the first overall pick in this mock draft. All right, number two overall is the Oakland Raiders, and I get to make this pick. And I think everyone knows where I'm going. Of course, Kyle, good pass rusher is always, always hard to find. But we found one right here, number two overall. We're going with Nick Bosa, the defensive end from Ohio State. Uh, you know, if a quarterback needy team wasn't picking number one overall, I think he's the guy uh, that makes the most sense to be. The, the number one pick, he's he's the best player in the draft, the best prospect in the draft. And, and so Oakland, uh, with their 1-7 record and hard to see another win in sight, is able to secure uh, their replacement for Khalil Mack right here at number two. And um, uh, I think that's going to be a fun little storyline there with both, both of the Bosa brothers in the AFC West and uh, terrorizing those quarterbacks. So uh, you better get your offensive tackles right over there in the in the AFC West, and not to mention Von Miller and Bradley Chubb uh, to go uh, already in, in the mix there. So good division of pass rushers gets even better with Nick Bosa going to the Raiders. I'm disappointed you didn't mention Joey's in that division. I, I get, did. I did. I said his brother. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I'm so I'm too busy setting in my lead for the San Francisco 49. Because this is gonna this is gonna pick. cause a star of this pick, I think. Probably. All right. But I like doing that. That's okay. So I had some options here. 
right? If you look at the San Francisco roster, uh, they need pass catchers, specifically receivers on the boundary. They need defensive backs. They need pass rushers. Well, for me, the best player available on the board is a pass rusher. So I'm going to go with that pass rusher. I'm going with Cleveland Farrell, defensive end from the Clemson Tigers. This is interesting for the fact that the 49ers have invested first-round picks in the defensive line in 2015, 2016, and 2017. 2018 was the first year in three years, four years, this team had not invested first-round pick along the defensive line. Armstead, Buckner, and Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas has not developed at a rate in which they would like. They need to start looking closely at that selection. Eric Armstead was drafted in the first round in 2015. He's getting ready to enter that second contract window. With those things in mind, I think Cleland Farrell is a very strong selection because he wins on the outside, and he wins in ways that Solomon Thomas never really did. Solly, a lot of his successful rushes came on the inside. He was more of a power end. He didn't have great and didn't have and didn't illustrate a lot of great length. Cleland Farrell has those things. And I think those dynamics makes him an attractive piece to add to this defensive line, even if they've invested so much in it in recent years, because you got to get it right. And if that's going to be the identity of your team, then it needs to be right. You can't have Cassius Marsh and Ronald Blair consistently taking a frequent amount of snaps on your defensive line. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Kyle, I'm up at number four with the Buffalo Bills. And of course, we're going to go offense here, right? Because the Bills have the worst offense in the history of football. But we're not. We're not doing that because Quinn and Williams, the defensive tackle from Alabama, is right here on the board. And I'm not letting him get by Buffalo here, even despite the glaring offensive holes. Uh, there's the rest of the draft and there's free agency to get that right. But you only have one chance to draft an elite talent like Quinn Williams. I don't think he's anybody that, that should be passed up for a middling offensive prospect or 
even in a trade-back situation, you've got to sit tight and pick Quinn and Williams. When you look at the Bills' defensive tackle situation, Kyle Williams, I think, is a year-to-year player right now with his age and uh, you know, nearing the end of his career. Star Latulule, they gave big money to, but he's more of a run-stuffer. He doesn't give you anything on passing downs. And then you have Harrison Phillips, who's a rotational piece, and you know Jordan Phillips, who's gave them something off the bench, and maybe he could be a rotational player, uh, but he's in a contract year. So the, the future of the position is uh, has some question marks, and you can get a blue chipper like Quinn and Williams. This would give Sean McDermott his Kawan Short type player there uh, playing on the defensive interior and and just the type of transcendent talent that I think can really be a, a big-time uh, playmaker and building block for defense for years to come. So despite the offensive needs, Quinn and Williams is just too good to not select here at number four for the Bills. All right, Joe. Number five is the Arizona Cardinals. And for me, it's impressive this team is picking fifth. So I'm looking at this roster, and it's bad. It's not even like remotely. It's it's a bad roster. So I have a lot of options with this pick, and the beauty of this selection is you get need meeting value for the Arizona Cardinals. Going with offensive lineman Jonah Williams, plays left tackle for the Crimson Tide. And uh, whether he plays left tackle or guard, there's going to be some debate back and forth. I don't really care because he's going to be an upgrade over either player on the left side of that offensive line, DJ Humphreys or Mike Ayupati at this point in Ayupati's career. And the Cardinals need to protect the investment that is Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen already has an injury scare. He got the tar pounded out of him for several weeks. This team needs to be able to keep him healthy, keep him upright. Jonah Williams and an investment in the offensive line is a great way to do that, Joe. Kyle, I've got the Cleveland Browns here at number six, and we're going to get them a good football player. But before I do that, I want to tell everyone about our sponsor for today's show. That is my bookie. And Kyle, we get asked often on who to bet on. And, and the truth is, man, we don't always know. But if you think you do, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I'm always going to tell you to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very simple to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. I'd only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even lay down the over-under on how many fantasy points a score a player will score in any given uh, game. You can join now. My bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. you got to enter our promo code, which is locked on 25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim that bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Check out MyBookie today. We'll be right back after this for the Browns pick and uh, to continue our mock draft. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. 
The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Locked On Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Kyle, we've got the Cleveland Browns, number six on the board. And another one of my favorite players in the draft is going to be selected by them. Of course, talking about Ed Oliver, the Houston defensive tackle. This would give the Browns an insane defensive line. I'm swooning. With, it's exciting. I'm swooning. It's a lot. There's a lot to be excited about with Larry Joby, Miles Garrett, and, and Ed Oliver on this group up front. You are going to cause a lot of problems for offensive lines. We've talked a lot on this show about the underwhelming caliber of talent that exists on the offensive lines. Well, go ahead and throw these three dudes at them and see see how that goes, man. You can't double-team them all. There will be one-on-one opportunities, and that's what's so exciting about Ed Oliver is, is, is just how dominant he is in one-on-one situations with his hands, his quickness, his flexibility, his motor, all of those things, his leverage. He's only 6'1", 275, but don't get hung up on that. Don't make the mistake. The, the NFL is inevitable inevitably going to do and, and overlooking Ed Oliver because of his size. And, uh, and, and for me, this is just a no brainer to get a blue chipper like this to the Houston or to the Cleveland Browns here, Houston defensive tackle Ed Oliver. Yeah. You chill out, man. Houston Texans can't have him. It's well, dip, that would be too much. They keep winning. So they're good. <laughs> they're they're kind of playing yeah. themselves right out of the conversation. So what? Six, six, six game win streak yeah. for the Houston Texans. Yeah. Good After team, an man. 0 and three start. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, yeah, and and added Demarius Thomas. So if you were high on the Texans before the season, which I believe we both were, yep, life's pretty good right now. Life's pretty good. So New York Jets currently selected at seven after eating their second L of the season to the Miami Dolphins, courtesy of four Sam Darnold turnovers. Rub a little salt in that wound, Joe. You know. <laughs> Got a little Salt Bay action going on. New York Jets. Joe, what haven't the New York Jets had in a really long time? Uh, pass rush. Yeah. What's what's a really good position group to need in this year's NFL draft? Mm, pass rush. Pass rush. So we're going to do it. Damn it. We're taking an edge rusher. And you'll take it, Jets. You know, you've been trying to get by with playing like Sheldon Richardson, an outside linebacker in the last couple of years, and I'm not buying it. You need a real stand-up pass rush outside linebacker. The Jets' outside linebacker death chart right now is Brandon Copeland, Frankie Lubu, Jeremiah Tauchu, Jordan Jenkins. That's it. Those are the active players on the roster that play outside linebacker for this team. Well, I'm going to go ahead and add one. Building suspense here, Joe. 
Ja'Kai Polite, defensive end, University of Florida Gators. I think Polite is a really nice marriage with the physical style of defense that the Jets prefer to play. Uh, I, I think Leonard Williams, Henry Anderson, Nathan Shepard, Falifat Kutasi, these names being interior defensive linemen for the Jets set up very favorably for an athlete like Polite and his inside-outside pass rush capability, the speed off the edge, the explosiveness, a lot of one-on-one situations as a pass rusher for you get those kinds of horses on the inside. So I think it's a really nice match between Polite and the New York Jets. It's a little early, but Polite's had a really strong season. And Polite won't have some of the size questions they're going to be facing other edge defenders in this this year's class, such as a Brian Burns. For those reasons, I'm going with Polite at seven of the Jets. All right, number eight, Denver Broncos are on the clock. Uh, is John Elway making this pick? Probably. I don't think you can fire him. Uh, but we've got a need here, Kyle, here. When I look at uh, – well, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase that. I have a situation where value meets need which is a beautiful thing when you're talking about the NFL draft and picking in the top 10. Uh, This cornerback situation here with the Broncos, when you look at it with uh, Chris Harris on one side, but then Bradley Roby, who's in a contract year, and uh, you figure he'll command some some big money. You're not sure if that's going to be a player they'll be able to retain. Well, let's go ahead and get the best cornerback prospect in the draft and bring in LSU's Greedy Williams, a player that can win in multiple techniques. He's got ball skills. He's fluid. He's got crazy good burst. Uh, There's some technical stuff that you want to see improve from him and some effort stuff that you want to see improve. But when you talk about uh, all the traits that we're looking for to thrive as, as a potential number one corner in this NFL, you get them all in Greedy Williams. And so uh, would like to maybe consider some offensive line help here for the Broncos. I don't necessarily have an offensive lineman I, I like here. And so uh, we're going to go value and need in that beautiful marriage in the form of Greedy Williams to the Broncos here. I like it a lot. It's a good pick. Thanks. Number nine, I also think this is a good pick. Indianapolis Colts, this team invested a fair amount on the defensive side of the football. Kamoko Ture in the second round, Darius Leonard in the second round. But think about how good Darius Leonard would be if there was some disruptive forces in between the tackles, specifically along the defensive end or defensive tackle position. I'm looking at this death chart. Hassan Ridgeway and Danico Autry are currently listed as the first and second string defensive tackles at the three technique position. What happens if we put Raekwon Davis in that spot? Raekwon's a, a very, very good run defender. He's got pass rush upside, but his first step quickness and his mobility already stands out. This is a player that on this show we have compared to a DeForest Buckner. And I think that's a very achievable ceiling for a player like Raekwon Davis. So you put him on the inside of this defensive line with some young pieces all over that defense, including a couple of former first-round picks, Malik Hooker playing at free safety, playing at a high level. And uh, I, I really like what Raekwon Davis could bring to this defensive line for this young Colts roster. All right, Kyle, 10th and final pick of today's show. And with the 10th pick in the NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select Amari Cooper, wide receiver, Oakland Raiders, I guess. Yeah. Oh, geez. 
are they happy with this? Is this <laughs> would they rather have Amari Cooper than the myriad of players they'd available? Pro- they'd probably be happier with it if they had a guy they could throw in the ball. Well, the good news is Jerry Jones has already committed to an extension for Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the entire Cowboys nation is on suicide watch. Um, Anyways, this pick has been traded to the Oakland Raiders. And with the 10th pick, we are going with Deontay Thompson, an Alabama safety. What is that? Is that four, three or four Alabama Crimson Tide players here in the the top 10? Yeah, four. Four. There's going to be more probably the rest of the way. I promise you there'll be at least a couple more. Uh, So anyways, you look at at this player, Deontay Thompson. I think he's a blue chip type safety talent. Does everything. Ridiculous range ball skills. He'll come down downhill and hit. Can win a man coverage. I mean, he does. He checks every box you're looking for with that interchangeable upside that you need, that versatility that you need to be able to counter these dynamic offenses that the NFL features. Uh, right now, they're 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 trotting out uh, Marcus Gilchrist and Carl Joseph, who uh, has been seemingly out of favor like everybody uh, with the Raiders. Uh, but uh, certainly, when you talk about upgrading Marcus Gilchrist with, with a player like Deontay Thompson and using him as a young building block uh, to go with Nick Bosa, who they got a few picks early. Earlier, and you're talking about getting some some real talent <clears throat> on this uh, this Raiders defense. So this is the best player on the board. Again, it fits a need. And Deontay Thompson is a player that I wouldn't have a problem going higher, a top five top top player here. Uh, so uh, good good value here uh, to catch Deontay Thompson at number ten for the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders come away with Thompson and Bosa in the top tens. Not not bad. It's going to be hard to screw this up. If the Raiders end up with two top ten picks in this year, they can class. do it. They can do it. Oh, jeez, have <laughs> a little faith, brother. You guys can have faith that we'll be back tomorrow, running through the next round of picks. We got eleven picks on Thursday, eleven picks on Friday. We also got the Super Show with the Draft Networks, John Leonard and Trevor Sikkim over at Locked On NFL Draft. So make sure you're ready for all of that. Hit subscribe on this show. Hit subscribe on Locked On NFL Draft. We got a great slate coming up this week. And, uh, Joe, we're getting close. We're starting to get into that range where we might get some Senior Bowl acceptances. Yes. It's November. So lots and lots of stuff to look forward to as it pertains to the twenty eight or 2019 NFL draft and uh, the 2018 college bowl season. So take that ride with us. Make sure you swing over to thedraftnetwork.com. We got lots of great content. We bl- plugged Ben's uh, The Cut Up on Justin Herbert at the top of the show. Highly recommend you guys check that out. Some great visual content for you guys. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.